Web folks. As far as I'm aware, we were informed there would be no splash zone at this show. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I'd, may, maybe they'll change their minds. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us for this live recording of a Shop Talk Show. Um, I'm going to guess that at least some of you have heard of the Shop Talk Show before. It's, yeah! Yeah! It's a podcast with uh, Chris Coyer, Dave Rupert, and uh, they've done 536 episodes. Uh, well, they've released 536 episodes. They probably have more in the can, and this is going to be one of them in the can. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what I can say that would uh, come even close to describing it, so we're just going to have Chris and Dave come out. Please give a welcome to Chris Coyer and Dave Rupert. Woo! Come on out. Howdy, 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 howdy. Hey there, shopping maniacs. I heard a few shopping maniacs in the audience. That's great. Thanks for coming. Son? Yeah. Yeah, 537. This will be 537. Pretty cool. Yeah, my voice is a little jacked up. I was yelling at the TV for some sports over the weekend. Like real, actual Which is... A tad ironic because neither of us are, are like sports. Oh yeah, I could care less. But it was fun to yell. At the it's fun to yell at sports. I do like to yell at sports when sports is happening because sports gets the yells. Yeah, there's yeah. camaraderie and stuff. Everybody. Loves hey Chris, sports. we're at a conference. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen each other in person. It's very great. But what do you think of the conference so far? Who is winning? But I, the, the only thing I care about is who is winning the conference and who is winning right now. Well, I'll, I don't know. Will got me fired up this morning. Will? I was tired, but... <laughs> okay, we got some team Will. Okay, all right, well... Um, it was yeah. For the first talk, and I was a little sleepy, and I'm like, oh, dang, yo. You got yeah. stuff to say. Yeah. I, I audibly said, yo, <laughs> at one point, because I was just like... Geez, that's a good point. Let me reflect upon it a little bit. There was a moment where he's like, I'm going to get the top million keywords for a freaking website and then take all of them that Google puts images as the top result for and then look at the images and that's what your customers want. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, Just a normal thing everybody does on on Tuesday that just... Down, check every million uh, websites. Yeah, that was his example, right? Backyard swimming pools. It was just like, that's what people want to see because Google knows because crazy science, right? But it got me thinking. Yeah. We have all kinds of data at Shop Talk Show. Certainly millions of keywords land people Leaving on clues. Shop Talk Show. Leaving clues all over the place, right? So what? Yeah. So I took the top billion. Yeah. And then found the top single one that only returns images from Shop Talk Show. Yeah. Just to see, like, what are, what are people looking yeah, for from yeah. visitingshoptalkshow.com. No, a data-driven it podcast. It was two white boys that start a technology podcast instead of going to therapy. That was the t- <laughs> yeah. Top result, huh? That's tough. Not paid. That's pretty good. That's if I understood <clears throat> the talk correctly. <laughs> yeah. That's what image search comes up as. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that sums it up. 530 public therapy sessions. I think it's pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty good. So, I thought we'd reflect upon other talks of the day. 
perhaps some more seriously than others. Okay, yeah, we can go a little more serious. Where do we go in and out of, of... Oh, I loved this one. This I ripped this out of Jason's, Jason's, Jason's talk. Up. Because every footer I've ever designed is broken at the slightly larger than phone size. <laughs> uh, we should do a uh, game where we take everyone's website in the room and pull it up at like 800 pixels. Yeah. And just laugh. <laughs> just just have 800 is a killer or like 600 oh god that's so ugly oh it's like a 640 oh we got six. yeah just being that it's like the teenager of viewports and you're just hideous looking and awkward and your feet are 10 times like too big yeah all your columns are busted what's that i designs for my next how, okay, how come no one designs for the Nexus 7? Good question. Uh, as a Nexus 7 owner, uh, it quickly became out of date and stopped working. <laughs> uh, that was one problem with the Nexus 7. Um, Is that what they called it before the Pixel or whatever? Yeah, right? It was before the Pixel, uh, but in the, it was like the old tablet. It was, it was a good tablet, I won't lie, but, but every time I turned it on, it was like, I have to update seven versions of Android. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you'll recognize this as your slide. I, I do. <laughs> I, somebody, somebody stopped me. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, <laughs> we're just making fun of, of what's the worst pixel breakpoint? Ooh, 1120. 11, okay, yeah. yeah. Got big, but not big enough. Like, not worse, yeah. but like the chances are of it not, having not been designed for particularly well. <laughs> oh gosh, we're all over the place. Okay, we got 240 here. The watch, the watch the, guy, the one Samsung watch owner uh, <laughs> wants 240. Uh, what were the other ones? It was 517. Is that what I heard? Yeah, 517 is a it's a rough one. That's but rough. but for a long time, and this was a true quoted fact thing that people did and I loved it and I think it's, a, it's even a decent philosophy today Jason said you do, the, you do that thing you expand your browser till it looks like shit and then boom you need a breakpoint it's kind of good advice I mean even whichever direction you do it but you find that worst tension point and then you do it but then we got all into talking about how many times were container queries mentioned today over and over you know and component based design and all this it's just it's going to be this which is still good advice but we'll just make it Oh, gosh. Did that need a transition, Chris? No, it did not. I better use typewriter effect. Oh, my God. I must have been bored this afternoon. <laughs> Had some extra time. Okay. It's going to be expand your component till it looks like shit. Then you need a container query. It's still good advice, but it, it, that will just be the future of that type of work, I think. It's interesting. Are you doing container queries yet? It has been approximately... Uh, 13 days since you could use container queries. Are you, have you flipped all your code over to container I, I talk in the morning, so we'll get into that. Okay, all right. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. I don't, I don't think so, though. I don't think I've shipped a container query to production yet. Yeah, no. no. Hmm. I am very much the, like, I'm just going to do it, and it's going to be broken in <laughs> Firefox for a bit. Um, hopefully yeah. they catch up before it lands in production. It feels a little inside baseball. I overheard a conversation from people who probably know what they're talking about, and I won't name anybody, that said Firefox is going to gun for it by the end of the year. Don't Ooh. quote me, but... 
Ooh. That's, it was decent. It was decent. I'm going to bet. Stuff. I'm going to uh, do insider trading on that. <laughs> Gonna insider trade. Mozilla stock yep. in November. Buying Mozilla <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Diamond Hans. Yes. It's gonna be good. Yeah, anyway, maybe. Um oh I god, I put that in there randomly. It was almost like a because I wanted Adam to talk about it almost because he's got what is the you no, I, I can't do that to you because I think it's still beta. So whatever. Adam makes a plugin called Vizbug that I think is really cool and worth you all knowing about, but it's just like really advanced designer. It's like dev, I don't know, designer tools instead of dev it tools or turns, turns a website into Photoshop or Figma because you just like turn it on beep and now you can move stuff around and be like, here you go. That's what I actually wanted it to look like. Um, which is a pretty cool tool if you're a designer. It is pretty cool, but what I was thinking about is all the hoops that we jump through in the world to take a component system mm-hmm. and be like, I, all I want is like 10 layers of technology to take my freaking components and put them in some other software where they can render so that I can drag them around. That's what I mean by position absoluteness. So I think a design tool requires you, like the primary tool, the default tool in design software is pick something up and move it or resize it. Which is, does, that's not a web thing, that's a design tool thing. Yeah. And it gives you that like mental freedom of like, oh no, the button's going to go over here, I'm going to drag the headline down. You can like make mental choices different and faster when you're in that like position absolute mode. Because it, it does, it just... It's like gives you an X Y coordinate basically, right? Right, and that's all. It's so what all if you could do that in the browser, and you like kind of can in Bizbug? So instead of like having exotic software that takes your component system and puts them in design software, you could just render them out onto the page, and then turn on the move tool and move crap around. Because it. So Chris Coyer, formerly of CSS Tricks, is saying just use position absolute for everything. <laughs> That's the Maybe, s- and you know that <clears throat> there's that other trick where you go like document.designmode equals true. Yeah, that's console, a good one. And that's it a- turns everything into content editable and stuff. I just feel like it seems inevitable that eventually design tools will use a bro- actual browser rendered thing. It would be and awesome. nobody's really nailed it. But it's and it's maybe it'll take ten more years. You know what's interesting, not to get full web geek. But the original <laughs> Sir Tim Berners-Lee, his original version for HTML, like for a browser, was to like be an editor and a yeah the read write web right yeah read write web and so like you could like actually edit the page and click whatever they did uh, next OS key S and save it and then it's done yeah that's funny so it was supposed to be read write web we ended up on it being Whatever it is now, what would you call it? Uh, read and then a bunch of complicated stuff, and then there's yeah. a database. NPM and web or whatever. Yeah, now we're in NPM web. Yep. Yeah. Or all the way down where it's <laughs> web three, where it's just write only. Is the write only to permanent rights? The immutable the immutable, uh, immutable rights to a uh, unscalable system. What? Hey, which so, is that's obviously a bad idea, and so is read write. So maybe we already nailed it. Maybe we're right in the middle. Maybe Blogger was the right the answer. <laughs> yeah. We should have stopped at movable type. Dave. Should have stopped at movable type and Blogger. All right. What else do we have to say? I stole this slide from Scott because I thought it was interesting. Because he was showing off 
you know, Netlify functions and how I was like intercepting web requests. And then he <laughs> wrote that like the world's coolest cloud function that just took two, took replace anything with anything <laughs> URL. I was like, that's horribly dangerous. <laughs> how could that ever be uh, misinterpreted in the uh, hyper-fast internet of screenshots? You know? Yeah, uh, and that, then yeah. allows you to just steal absolutely any website. Yeah. <laughs> Render it that looks like it actually came from this website. No, it's no, I'm going to defend do. Scott. I think we should do more web crimes. I think we should <laughs> steal websites more often. I'm on Scott's team. So I think criminal Scott Joe is right <laughs> that we should be just stealing websites and vandalizing them and putting them on, pretending they're our own. That'd be amazing. You take some website that has really good content and few ads. Yeah. Then you like apply all of Will's thinking to it, right? And be, like, get the keyword research yeah. down and then beat the original website. Ooh, I'm going to beat Will. And then load it with ads. I'm going to beat Will at his own game. <laughs> I'm going to look at all billion images on Google and I'm going to beat him. That's my goal. Well, look at all the... Uh, so, okay. of course, it's crime-ridden, so all those websites are like, yeah, I'm on board. You know. They love crime. <laughs> so, who loves crime here? Nellify, Google, Akamai, uh, <laughs> Cloudflare. Yeah. Yeah. All that's that crime. But it made me think about a, a model that I think is important to understand, because I, I, it was lost on me for a minute. It's not even going to be a joke, I'm afraid, but I just have to do this thing where... I first heard of cloud functions through Lambda. That was like the original AWS tool thing where you'd write like 28 lines of code, but they'd give you a URL to it. You know, and they still do that. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. how all these things work. You get a URL to it and you hit it. So your, your browser can hit that URL and talk to it if it wants. A server could hit it, whatever. But you have to ask for it. It's not just automatically applied to anything. It's just a little URL thing that you hit. But these edge functions... They might have a URL too, maybe, but they're fundamentally like like proxies, like Scott described. It's more like a service worker. You don't have to ask for it to run. It just does run, which I think is like mentally transformative a little bit. Because it just does run, you can do all this intercepty stuff. Yeah, kind of. You know, like people make fun of React, like, oh, they ship a div. It's just a div with nothing in it. Fine, you could intercept it on the way to the browser, fill the div with stuff, and hit the... Take you 42 minutes, but yeah, so it's, you can do that. And then, yeah. Oh, no, that's... <laughs> Dave, it's fast. It's fast. I swear. <laughs> On my computer, it's fast. It's fast. Because... Okay, I'm going to attempt to make this tomorrow, but I need to psych myself up for it now. The job of filling that div with crap is happening at a super optimized little runtime. Yeah. On, on an internet computer that's connected to the fastest fiber optic pipes ever. So you could give that job to that computer, or you could have it be the job of your little stupid phone on yeah. Wi-Fi to connect and go get the data and come back. Which one do you think is faster at filling the div with crap? Mega know? computer or <laughs> my, my cricket phone? Hmm. <laughs> Good question, good question. Uh, we'll never know, I guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> science, be hard to, we'll have to the spring web still out. to yeah. the party. See who, see who wins. <laughs> anyway, I think that, that proxy idea is just interesting. We're going to see more and more of that. I, I, would, there, I think some frameworks are starting to tie into this adapter idea, these meta frameworks like Nuxt and Next and stuff like that. So you can like, and they, you just give them code and they figure out, oh, okay, I can run this as an edge function. So like, I'm just going to do that. So it's 
you wrote a client side app, but now you get like server side benefits. Oh it's yeah, that's of, amazing. Where you don't even have to think about it. It's just how the framework operates. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where I want to live. I just want to like, <laughs> I want to cobble together a website, and then you figure out the best way to serve it. That would be better. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I know. Right. Because if you're saying, oh, there's four different ways you can render a component, it's a little hard. Oh, I'm to pull that slide because I have a one where I'm kind of like, okay, here's a website. And everybody thinks islands are cool recently, right? If you just yeah. say islands, you get like a little VC at least. Yeah. There, there's like a header, and maybe that's just like HTML that you just like wrote, you just wrote it into the template. Mm-hmm. So that's up there. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, uh, or, or maybe the footer is like that, but the header has to be rendered server side because it needs a cookie about your login session and then whatever, and it's going to have a thing. Well, and yes, then some of the content hits an API, but does it hit the API at build time or does it hit the API at request time or something? And maybe there's some stuff that definitely has to be client side rendered because it had something. So now there's all these different types of islands that have all these little different requirements of how they're rendered. And I think that's going to be like moat. It's A, really cool and excites me, and B, is like, it's too much. People reject it. Yeah. I mean, I did have a situation where we are just like, okay, we're doing, it's going to be fast. We're going to do like uh, build time, right? We're going to pre-compile build time. And then... What kind of site was it? It it was like a five-pager. Okay. Just like a five-pager. We're just like, we're going to build it. You know, we we know how to do this. Build it. And then, and then the client said, said, <laughs> hey, we have these testimonials. It's like, okay, cool. Testimonials.html. I'm done, right? Yeah. How many? 2,000. <laughs> 2,000 testimonials. Super cool. Yeah. They all need to be on their same page. Also... We have quotes, and they also need to be on the same their own page. And like thousand quotes that they've collected over the years, and it was just suddenly like our build time went from like like thirty seconds to like seventy five minutes or something, forty five minutes on AWS, and it was just like this isn't good. So we had to flip over to server side render. Like, so did it? Was it like a server side render like? PHP include Well, it was file. like, it went from like deploying static files to a AWS S3 to like, now we have to have like an EC2 server to like serve all this stuff. And it was just, I, these are nerd terms, but it was just like, this is way more expensive. <laughs> this is way more time yeah. consuming, way more difficult. And somebody told me pre-compiling it would be fine. And it was until the requirements ballooned, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. It's a job for a database, I'm afraid. Yeah. Two, 2,000 anything. Yeah, well, SQL time. Chris, to be fair, they were in an Excel file. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had thought, that, thought ahead. So. And I would overthink that so hard. I would invent so many ways around that. I'd be like, let's put them in a KV store and Redis, and we'll make them globally available. And Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. That's why we don't work to get known. <laughs> So Rachel Anders talked earlier, and she presented all this data about the usage of Grid and Flexbox and never once said that Grid is better than Flexbox. <laughs> she just did not declare Grid the winner of Flexbox. Which is really unfair. That was Which was so strange to me. But you know what she did say? She said... <laughs> 
Flexbox provided the faster horses, which is very much the (laughs) the most badass way of saying the grid is better than Flexbox. You plebes, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just my favorite thing ever, you know? She's like, you know Henry Ford? He insulted everybody and said that y'all are idiots and you want faster horses, but here I shall provide you an automobile, which is what you truly want. Grid, friends, is what you truly want. Grid's what you want. <laughs> grid, grid, what did, grid's what you want. Uh, or Flexbox is what you think you want, but grid is what you actually want. That's my <laughs> adage. Because you're like, oh, I can use Flexbox. Yeah, I'm sick of the nuanced ones where you're like, well, sometimes you want Flexbox. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no more nuance. No nuance Weird. in web design. <laughs> no nuance in web design. That's like not tombstone material for me. Just like <laughs> no, Dave, here lies Dave Rupert. No more nuance in web design. It does not depend. It does not depend. <laughs> You've been lied to for years. That this one came in through the depends book. has been <laughs> trying to convince you it depends for years. It does Are not depend. Are you doing depends. a diaper ad for the- we are open for sponsorship. If, if, if anyone here works at Depends, we will gladly accept and wear your products. Um, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> you know what? So, hey, Chris, I've been, I was thinking about Halloween costumes. You were. Yeah. You know what's funny is when uh, you get that cool costume and then they, like, don't provide shoes. They just kind of, <laughs> they, like, give you this cool costume and then they're like, Figure out I don't the know shoes. What you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny, right? Like they got the hat. They got the hat. They, they, they came with socks, hat, socks, but Bavarian shoes. They just didn't. do You know it. what I hate to tell you, ladies, that even fake men's clothing has pockets in it. See, even, does that just fill you with outrage or what? <laughs> I have like four pockets. I know. Even like these a belly pocket. They went out of their way to make sure my giant phone pit fits in these later hosen boxes. <laughs> Just cut into their profit to make sure that I, man, had pocket in. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Split, the feature management and experimentation platform. What if a release was exactly as how it sounds? A moment of relief. An escape from slow, painful deployments that hold back product engineers. Free your teams and your features with Split. By attaching insightful data to feature flags, Split helps you quickly deploy, measure, and learn the impact of every feature you release, which means you can turn up what works and turn off what doesn't and give software innovation the room to run wild. Now you can safely deliver features up to 50 times faster and exhale. Split feature management and experimentation. What a release. Reimagine software delivery, start your free trial, and create your first feature flag at split.io slash shop talk. This one came in through the... Oh, from the, from the forum here. We got, uh, what sort of trend do you hope to see take root in web development in the next several years? Is there a particular user experience outcome that developers should pro- Oratize, satisfying more than they do now. <laughs> Two-parter. I'm obsessed with w- wanting the th- 
things that we build to have less tooling on them. So if I want a trend to develop, I want the trend to be, we're going to think about how this is editable and maintainable maybe just three years out. I just put... Yeah, I just pulled a project for a one-pager for our local meetup group because somebody DM'd me on our little Slack and was like, oh, the website won't build anymore. I'm like, uh, it's definitely should be just an HTML page. It says Ben.js at the top, and there's a link to a meetup.com, and then it's like copyright. <laughs> there's like nothing on it, yeah. but it's Create React app, obviously. Which, it might have been me, because I thought it was funny to over-engineer it for a thing like that. For a JavaScript? (laughs) That's good. That's good. Yeah. But it died. It just wouldn't build just incomprehensive. Like, why why is this broken of all things, you know? And it's stuff like that that, and I happen to know how to fix it just because I've seen stuff like that before, but I have a feeling that anybody junior would just be like, It's, It's too many farts in the engine. There's just too many farts in the engine. Like, why doesn't it need that many farts? It's just a page, you know? <laughs> and that's just me bitching about one little thing, but it's like there is a little bit of a trend towards dialing back the, the toolingometer. And so the question asked about trends, I'm like, if that's a trend, then, you know, throw my weird red feather in the bucket or whatever. I think, I think there is, like, the, the trend of, like, we had Webpack for years as the dominant uh, web building solution. Now ES Build and Vite are out, right? I, I think that's an awesome trend. It's like you know what? It's not good. <laughs> like reevaluating some softwares, or like it was good for a time, but like you know what? Like we can do this so much better and faster, and with less kind of I don't know brain melts in between. And I think that's like mm. hopefully that's kind of what we're going for. Um, Do you think you know, it's attached to the second question? Like, because yeah. ju- whether you use Vite or Webpack doesn't automatically mean that the users. Yeah, I crap. I think there's a slight trend towards more server side rendered stuff, which is I feel like I've been gaslight <laughs> gaslit by like JavaScript for like ten years, um, and I'm like <laughs> raging, but that's fine. Um, but I, I feel like there's a shift towards server side development now and i i really hope there's like better tooling like more server side first sort of stuff but Mm. but the idea like yeah databases are good like we should connect to a database like i don't think there's a single like astro even love astro but it's not like hey man here's how to hook up to your postgres there's not a post about that on the website you know like Mm. yeah fair enough it's like byo api yeah, I'll figure it out. You can figure it out here. <laughs> you know, uh, love Astro, but you know, it, and even yeah. 11. Oh, here, but I'm excited about this though, because literally everything is cyclical. A lot of us have been around a hot minute. Like, who's been around a hot minute? <laughs> yeah, a couple <laughs> hot minutes. Right. You know what's going to come back? Client side rendering. Ooh. Not that it's totally gone yet, but there's a little pushback towards SSR stuff, and it's going to swing again. And when it does, what are their little talking points going to be? Because there's gonna be, it'll be remember fun to think. How, remember how Webpack was great, man. <laughs> remember <laughs> 80 minute load times. Why don't we have that? It's like vinyl records. <laughs> it's good. You had to get up every 12 minutes and flip the record. It, like that's what we want, man. <laughs> Did you hate listening to music in your car? 
<laughs> yeah. Portable music? No way, man. Not going to do it. <laughs> that sounds awful. Buy records. <laughs> I like records. I have quite a few. There we go. Miriam Susanna is here. She's been instrumental in all kinds of interesting CSS stuff lately. Really yep. dug into web platform betterment. Hands and all kinds of different stuff. I was talking to Dave and I. Dave's been on like a web component. <laughs> Shop Talk Show has talked about web components a little too much, perhaps, over a bunch of years. Not too much, because look, you got a course. You're making money off web components. That's well, tens of dollars. And there, it's, I'm like on board. I've always been on the train of like, obviously, the web should do it. But the conversation came up like, okay, but are you using No, you asked us. Are you using it? Are you using it? And it's almost always no. Yeah, that was like the thing. It's, you know, I think Miriam was like, you know, what would make web components good? And and the answer, like, it's just like, are you using it? No. Chris Coyer, uh, formerly of CSS. Tricks. I play with it sometimes because I think it's interesting and right? it's fun to Are you writing web components about? On, on the daily? No. No. Is Miriam? No. Nope. Who here is writing web components daily? We got one hand. One hand in a sea of 10,000 people. That's for the audio people. They don't really try to make it look good. Okay. Okay. So one hand in a sea of 10,000, right? Like writing web components. Why? You know, like they are, uh, and, and I think for me, it like kind of comes down to like the CSS question, like styling web components is a little we weird, get right? Will on this. Yeah. You should, you know? Yeah. Can Will like, the user the users. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to look at all the comments on Web Components Yelp page, and I'm going to find the, <laughs> what do you call them, diodes, di- n-grams? Yeah, I'm going to find all the bi- bi-grams, and ooh, yeah. I'm going to prove a point. <laughs> good luck. But that, so we wrote that down as a question, though, like what, that is actually a good question. Like, what's one thing that would, would turn the tide? And you'd be like, oh, they have that? Oh, sick. I'm going to use that. I would now. be curious uh, if anyone in the audience has uh, hot takes. Oh, hot takes. Mr. Adam in the front row. What do you got, Adam? Well, someone else. If they were as popular mainstream, they're just not mainstream, which makes them immediately less attractive. If they were as dominant in every site and every design tool, that would mm. be So it's chicken or the egg-ish? Kind of, yeah. Okay, if they were popular... That would make them popular. <laughs> yes, that was Josh Collinsworth, uh, triple threat Josh Collinsworth. Uh, React is only popular because it's good at being popular or something. I, I'm bad paraphrasing, but JS Party did a really good um, podcast yes, on so. Point taken, though, I think. Yeah, if, the, if you saw him in every blog post, all kinds of people would use him. Other, Scott has something to say. Right? Scott's got a hot take. Uh, declarative shadow dom. Declarative shadow dom. He did a trigram. That's a trigram from Criminal Scott Gel. Also a trigram. <laughs> <laughs> Enemy of the state Scott Gel. Um, no, that's a really good. Like declarative shadow dom is the ability to like basically it's it's the uh, sort of server side rendering story for web components, and it's basically you can. Like, put the output of the components, or here's a little trick, webcomponenttricks.com. You can uh, put a, you can, like, kind of build the, your, like, skeleton screens in there, too, if you wanted. Like, I know we're all, we all love skeleton screens after Scott's talk, but you totally can 
And then that, in theory, that, oh, that's smart. So it doesn't do the whole thing. It just does like yeah. enough to be visually. Yeah, you can just not a span visually complete, sort of, you know, and and maybe you know sneak in headings or something like that. But that declarative part is is pretty cool. Uh, I think good news. I think Safari has decided to take it up. So that's kind of always the with web components specifically. Don't want to harsh on Safari too hard, but that's usually the the. Uh, catch point for a lot of things. So, yeah, right on. Yeah, we talked about the styling story a little bit. It'd be nice to. Uh... Yeah, that gets me too. Is like web components. They were like, "Hey, let's make web components." Yeah, awesome, cool. It's all encapsulated in the shadow DOM, which is uniquely cool. Which is like, cool. It's not an iframe, and the styles are totally protected inside. That's totally. like no. It's React a, can't do that. It's an egg. Nothing goes in the egg, nothing goes out the egg. Until somebody's like, oh, I need JavaScript to go in and out. And they're like, yeah, no, totally, we need JavaScript to go in and out. <laughs> and then you're like, what about styles? No, like, that would fundamentally break the whole entire principle of encapsulate. Mm. How about part and theme, though, or whatever? Like, who invented that? They're like, here's CSS, but worse, you can have that. <laughs> here's, okay, you can start to name every single thing, and yeah. there's no cascading. It's like, wow. You can style it, but only these parts. So I'm sure smart people worked on that, but I was like, absolutely not. It doesn't have the same vibe. Well, and I think the, and uh, I, I feel like the issue with web components is uh, who here feels like they're good at CSS? Anyone feel like they're good? Decent amount of people are raising their hand of the 10,000 yeah. people. Yeah, it's about 8,000 people the raise their hands. Um, uh, like the, if you feel like you're good at CSS and then you're like, let me use web components, suddenly you feel ungood at your job. And that is a problem for web components. That's a branding problem. That's an interesting way to put it. You know, you're like, I'm good at CSS. You should use web components because you hate React. Yeah, I do hate React. Okay, let me use web components. I am not good at my job. So... That's why I always want it, and I hate to just throw things out there because I never, I'm never a part of, I've never participated in standards anything, and I'm sure there's all kinds of caveats to why this doesn't exist. But what I always wanted was like, I get why I can't just write like, you know, P background red or whatever, and it might not cascade in there. Although I, weirdly, I think that one actually would because there is weird cascade rules of what is allowed in there and what's not. But I get that there's some encapsulation, that it protects you against a lot of styles, because that's the point. Yeah. Right? But I always wanted in CSS then a selector that's like, okay, no, accidentally you can't reach in, but if there was some little part of a selector that was like the I know what I'm doing selector, then then you could reach in. And that would just solve the whole kit and caboodle for me, I think. Absolutely. I mean, let's triple important... (laughs) <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You don't get to design the syntax. But I don't. No. <laughs> they should put me in charge. <laughs> That's cool. That's our last slide, really. Oh, let's pick the best one. Ooh, maybe it's that one. It's this one. <laughs> uh, does anyone have any questions? We have time for, for a couple few questions. If anyone wants to ask Chris and I, AMA, anything. It's actually better if you do. It's more of a comment. Only in this one yeah, circumstance. It's more of a comment. Anyone have any just comments they want to get off the chest? <laughs> Where are your costumes from? Where are our co- I'm not sure I, I know what you're referring to. You mean my uh, normal clothes? 
my <laughs> my evening wear, my tuxedo. Um, Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. I went Alibaba, but I had a couple of weeks. To... I feel like I'm at least going to get a Halloween out of them, you know, and, and that's always good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so comfortable. It, it actually kind of is. It's amazing. For like something under a, like, I'm sure it's giving me like a intense rash that I don't know about, but I'll find but out no, about it. But no, my skin like, could be purple. My skin could be burning, but, <laughs> but that, that's a sweet... Let's talk about some more stuff. Oh, here, we got, we got a yeah, question here. Please. Oh, I Whoa, that. existential question. What is the purpose of a website? Mm-hmm. We're all cars on the information superhighway, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you heard a, heard a white snake? Laughing as that. 42. That's, that's a good answer. 42. Um, that's good. I mean, they're, they're, I feel it comes down to a transference of information. I have some information or collection of data that would be valuable to you. Let's TCP IP handshake over it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the information one. I almost feel like I'd be better at answering it younger, you know? Because something, when I was young, I I was like, I'll just make a website. I just didn't even think about it. I was like, obviously, this should be a website. I'm going to write down my five favorite tacos. Yeah. (laughs) That should obviously be a website. And I didn't think of why. I'm just like, but then then it clicks in your head that like... "Eh, Anybody could find my list of five favorite tacos. Yeah. Anybody with internet access. And that's just cool. It's cool then. It's just as cool or cooler now because there was a period where saying you had a blog was not cool, though. They're like in the late 90s. Yeah, I had roller coasters. Um, No, I I think... Man, blogging, it's just... Bloggers? Somebody declares it cool again once every two years or something. And there? I'm always like, still no. here, yo. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You know how many blog posts this guy's written? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so many blogs. Here, we got a question middle, back. So, uh, my- how guilty do I feel about <sighs> being here instead of bike conf? Vite or Vite? Vite. Sorry, Vite. Vite, Vite. Pretty sure it's beat. Beat. <laughs> okay, isn't beat. it virtual? <laughs> cool. If it's virtual. Then, then I'm, I'm going. Think I'm baby. going here. I'm going to go here. <laughs> um, I enjoyed virtual conferences. I want them to be a thing that exists in the future because I think it's like super important that like you know you can stay at home and not have to find childcare for a week. Like that's kind of awesome, you know. So I hope that sticks around. But. Uh, They've done a good job of marketing it. It does look pretty cool. And it's I think it's also like sort of stack blitz comp too. So I'm a, you know, whatever, hashtag competitor kind of. So Ooh, it's yeah. always that. Yeah. But the, they're amazing though. You see stack blitz is so cool. Like how it runs, it can run next in the browser, which is like, oh, how do you do that? Um, what was I going to say though? I like, like, do you think VidConf will have 13 years of... Vietcoms? Mm. No. But that's almost cool, you know? I like it when a conference, 
I like them both, you know? Like, AEA is amazing. It has incredible longevity. Amazing things have happened at this brand, under this roof, essentially, yeah. which is really cool. And it can, like, there's some coolness about that. Also, jQuery comp was cool. <laughs> that was fun. They don't do that anymore. But I still remember it. It was cool. It had a, it had its little hot little moment in the sun, you know? And everybody's talking about the same stuff. There wasn't a Mutuals talk at jQuery Comp, maybe at the last one or something, just to be funny, but there just wasn't. It was all about the same thing, and everybody was hacking on the same stuff, talking about the same stuff, and it brought together some people at the right time, and then they just turned it off. I doubt they'll even be a VitConf 2. <laughs> whoa. I just, yeah, whoa. I don't whoa. know. It seems like, I don't know, it bundles some stuff together. It's like a little exciting, but like, not that exciting, maybe? Yeah. I'd agree. I don't know. Like, I, I do. I do like technology-specific conferences. Those are like cool. Uh, oh, it's I'm like sure it's gonna be awesome. Good luck. Just gonna talk about one thing, and I think even that, like when, like front end, like when we started the podcast, front end like wasn't a job quite yet. Like, yeah. and so it's been cool to have like front end conferences or front end talks or just this whole idea of like. You can just like care about the visual, <laughs> the stuff that goes to the user. That's like a whole job. Like I think that's cool. So I don't know. Um, whereas, well, front end design conference was the first time we did a live show. But oh yeah, it was, when you hear that, like just build websites thing. If you've if you've ever listened to the show, that was at a thing like this. We made everybody do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should, should do it again. We're all tired and we'll be like. Let's build websites Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so I, I'm not jealous of being, not being at a virtual conference. I, lo- I liked I enjoyed it, but I had enough. <laughs> virtual conferences were good for a time. Yeah. The hybrid, that's the new thing. Hybrid's good. I think hybrid's an option. I realize uh, Eric's there, like, I say hybrid, and he's like, yeah. dollar signs, just, <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's video teams, that's, that's has a cost, you know? So. Yeah. What else we got, folks? Just a little bit time left. Oh, you're going to get some, I All heard right, they have strawberries right here. And, uh, what do you think about stuff? What do you think about Svelte? Chris, you were talking about We just talked about how cool Svelte was just earlier because I was looking at this framework called, or I don't know what you'd call it. It's a processor of some kind. It was called mitosis, and I'd never seen it before. And the whole thing was they have yet another syntax you have to learn that's JavaScript-focused, right? But if you learn it, it can compile into any other one. So the idea was like if you, because if you had to do this once, I would use it. If If you knew that you had to make components and they had to work in React and Vue, just two, I would totally use this. But it compiles to like eight or something, which is an incredible amount of technical debt. I can't believe anybody would take that on for free. Oh my God. But so long story short, or whatever, maybe short story long in this case, I, <laughs> there's a little component and it's just like a dumb to-do counter. So it's like button, call increment, and called decrement and whatever. And the React version is like import 
set use state or whatever state from the thing blah, blah, blah. and it's got all yeah. it's got its thing and solid's got import use signal or whatever the solid one is and it's amazing you know it does all the right things and all it has the re- angulars the weirdest one obviously and then you click over to svelte and it's like this big it's like none code and you're like wow it's yeah. a it's a it makes the case for svelte right on the mitosis homepage you know and it's cool. It doesn't. There's no library. You don't have to learn a weird hook syntax or anything. It was just, and it, it almost had me thinking about regular web components because that's a reason why I don't use web components. One of them, I'm really hung up on this idea is that the reason we all got like all hyped up on React like a hundred years ago or whatever is because upstate that it would intelligently re-render little pieces of the DOM when it had new data and little user activities. That's what was exciting about it. And then it turned out that like, oh, crap, building stuff with components is actually really compelling too. I can piece things together. So now I have state and I have components and I have some degree of scoping. And you're like, actually, maybe this is the right answer for the web. And then it continued to be popular and dominant. Maybe it doesn't deserve that position anymore, React specifically. But it's still like a good conceptual idea and then so web components comes along and it's like oh we'll be components too but we'll give you none of that other stuff that you that you want <laughs> including state management you know which to me seems like table stuff? stakes for having it be useful but like what if you don't need a fancy hook system what if they're just javascript variables and svelte's like yeah that can be the case so like web components could follow maybe you know i'm no genius but it could follow some kind of path like that svelte's cool uh, the the Trade-off is you you have to buy into the compiler, right? Yeah, it's only compiler. so you're like you're only that's it. Like you have to use this, and there's no Svelte in the browser or whatever. There's right? no Svelte in the browser, and if the maintainer ends up being a weird dude, he won't. He's a good guy, but <laughs> maintainer ends up being a weird dude. You got a lot of code you need to fix, you know. So that's something to think about. But um, yeah, 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 but. It's it's very cool. So, um, there's too, there's too many frameworks though, you know. Like, uh, what are the chances that I'm going to build build something significant in Svelte? I'm just one dude, and it's like zero, unfortunately, you know. And that's that's with frameworks or web components or whatever. It's the power of the community behind it. It doesn't. It honestly doesn't matter how awesome your app or your framework or your library is. If no one uses it, it's ghost town. Cobwebs, not cool, you know, until A, somebody cool comes along and uses it. Like if, I don't know, Barack Obama shows up and says, I'm going to start using Svelte. Like everyone's going to start using Svelte. So, like it's a marketing thing sometimes too. Yeah. Ooh, I saw one today. I'm going to shout it out because it looked reasonably compelling. It was called lightview.dev, I think was the URL. And it was like one of these, it looked like in the category of Alpine or Petite View, where unlike Svelte, it needs no compiler. You just write code, and it does interesting reactive stuff with no build step, you know? Which is compelling to me, especially because I just got done saying, I want a freaking website that still works three years later. Which, will the Svelte compiler untouched Still compile your crap three years without touching anything? I don't think so, based on the uh, current <laughs> based <up> on issues. <laughs> but, based on current, yeah, my general experience with not touching a website for three years has very low chance. I, but if it doesn't have a build step, nothing can break. So, anyways, lightview. But the the website for it was really bad. 
Ooh. Like, I'm sorry, like, whatever. I'm sure it's a real person out there. I'm not trying to dunk on you too bad. But bad in the sense of, like, it's just Times New Roman, full line length. Like, I'm going to apply zero CSS to this page, Ooh. which is a yeah. little bit of giving up on the thing. Because it is a little bit of a game. If instead you put, like, one of those, made it, like, blue-pink gradient text and had one of those yeah. 3D backgrounds, maybe a little yeah. desert chrome on there. Okay, okay. So you'll get some people that will use it just because they think it's cool. Like, you literally will get users based on some dumb CSS that you've applied to your page, you know, without any technical merit at all. It's a game in that way. Yeah, I, it, it works. I put a fake Paul Irish quote on a website we did and <laughs> downloaded the jQuery plugin. I'm just saying. Yeah. People are stupid. So just <laughs> exploit it. You know, if you take anything away from this conference, it's that people are stupid and you should exploit it. That's what Will's talk was about. We're not getting invited back, are we? Sometimes you, the stuff you say is a little surprising, even to me. <laughs> I actually got kicked off the marketing department at my uh, company because get this. They didn't like this idea. I was like, oh, we need conference swag. What would be good conference swag? I got it, I said. A shit list. <laughs> and you write down the names of people you don't like in your office. <laughs> and they, they said no. <laughs> they said I couldn't do it. I'm shocked. I just... I was like the Steve Buscemi like lipstick and, you know, <laughs> like... Kind of crossing names At least it's inventive. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I've had enough. Yeah, whatever. Lip uh, balm, Survey Monkey lip balm. I have enough. They of didn't that want to it. Life. Can you believe that? Who would want it? Oh, all ten thousand people rose their hands. That's a Here we go. <laughs> One more question here. Hey, so I'm always interested in this, and I'm not. I'm more of a designer. Yeah. How does Figma run run so yeah. incredibly how well? Yeah. Adobe. And why hasn't it ushered in an entire generation of other apps that work that incredibly well? I don't know. Probably because a it's WASM and that's new and weird and not as many people know about it. I don't. I like conceptually understand what it is, but I'm not like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. It's maybe a hundred dollars. I couldn't make a WASM app for you in an hour. You know. Yeah, WASM is WebAssembly. Like, and it basically you take like nerdy computer stuff and compile it to something JavaScript can talk to. And so, you know, stuff complicated stuff like putting a button <laughs> with a border radius on a page, on a canvas, that's, that's hard for a browser to do. But it's like WASM but, isn't a rendering surface, right? So no, WASM is just behind the hood doing God knows what. Yeah. So, but, and then it's probably canvas, I guess, that canvas, draws everything. And so so it's not, that's why it's like if they have auto layout or whatever fancy crap they have that sort of kind of replicates what websites do. <laughs> That's it's not actually Flexbox, clearly, because there's no Flexbox in Canvas. Yeah, I mean, maybe they copied the Flexbox implementation and like put it in Wasm to put it in there to do all the math. It's basically just like math machines, because like the one thing the browser is bad at is math. Like <laughs> JavaScript math is super bad, and then like you're just like, hey, do do a bunch of math all at once. The browser's like, please don't. I'd rather not. So. Um, you know, but, my favorite thing in Figma is I'll take like a 
full resolute, I'll just hit Command Shift 4 or whatever on my Mac and then press space bar and get the whole browser window. And then on a retina display, it's like 4,000 pixels big. It's just enormous high-res thing. And just drag it onto Figma, and it's just like... It's just there immediately. And I can zoom in so far just immediately. And you're like, what is... Wow! Whatever is happening there is some crazy computer science stuff. But they do have a large team of... You know, they invested in that technology heavily. But it is amazing that, like, you know, cause remember, it was, what was it, less than six months ago, Adobe's like, oh, yeah, Photoshop's in the browser now. And we're all like, it got like one little news cycle. And we're all like, yay. Yeah. And then why doesn't, why don't we care more about that? That's amazing. I know. But we're still all like, oh, Figma now has, you can use yellow <laughs> or something. You know, we're like, what? That's why Whoa. they got bought. They Figma could do anything. We could all like, Figma at once. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're right. Figma is awesome. And yeah. They deserve it. It's amazing what $330 million of engineering can do. You know? <laughs> it's just incredible. It's uncanny. It's cool to know what's possible, though. I would, it would be interesting to see more apps shoot for that level of real-timeness. Well, and so I said it's a win for the web on the Twitter and I got called a capitalist no, pig or no something. No nuance in web design, baby. <laughs> anyway, but I, I just, the idea of like, I've for years I've heard like web versus native, native is better because, because John Gruber, you know, <laughs> like, and I've heard that for years and years. And then it's so cool to see like Figma, a web product, super win. Super win. Dominant. And like, and it, part of its success is just it's based on web technologies. And that's like what enabled like peer to peer communication. That's just like very, and that was a big collaboration point. Yeah. And like, like we used it eons ago. I like how they have convinced us that files are stupid too. You know, we got, we're we're a little too into files. You know, Figma's like, I don't know, it's a a little rectangle somewhere or something. Yeah. Put it wherever you want, and they you just don't even think about files as a concept when you use it, you know, which is I think better. It's more, you know, what it is instead. It's a URL. It's a URL. Power the URL. That's what's amazing. It's just it's all URLs under the hood. Yeah, you want to see this and or work on it? Here's a URL. Sick, sick. Where's your URL? (laughs) Swift. Yeah. Yeah. No one's like, why isn't Keynote taking off? Because it doesn't have URLs. Yeah, why isn't Pages popular? No URLs. Think about it, man. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. All right, are we done? We should wrap it up. <laughs> hey, thank you, dear listeners, for coming and attending this live show. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Be sure to Starheart favorite up the podcast whenever it comes out or whenever you listen to it or don't listen to it, whatever. I'm not going to judge. I will. And... Um, Follow us at Shop Talk Show for six tweets a month, and you can join us every every day. We're over in our Discord at patreon.com slash shop talk show. Well, you did the whole you did the whole outro. Yeah. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Uh, not really. I had a great time today though. Hell yeah. That was awesome. Thank y'all. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, Event Apart, for having us. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Shoptalkshow.com. Shop talk show.com. <laughs>